Welcome to the Wondrous History Podcast, and today I want to speak about what I find to be a fascinating story from the 17th century all the way in what is today Romania, but used to be Moldavia. It is the story which I found in a journal article entitled Patrick Simpson, a Scottish merchant in the Moldavian potash trade. It is signed by E.D. Tape and Paul Rico in the Slavonic and East European Review, volume 30, number 75, published in June 1952, pages 494 till 513. Now, this is the reason why I wanted to look into this story is because previously I engaged in extensive studies regarding the activities of Scottish merchants in Transylvania. And someone suggested this article showing, because Moldavia was part of that crucial trading route between Poland and the Ottoman Empire, it seems that Moldavia, with centers like Yash, were prime centers for trade, economic hubs for many, many Scots. So unsurprising here, we have a case which relates not just to the economics of that century and that region, but also with the international law of the time. The article proceeds to say that, quote, the potash trade of Moldavia has received little attention from historians. Yorga, that being Nikolai Yorga, discussing it in connection with Gheorghe Ursaki, who made a fortune by it, described it as, quote, this new and very profitable trade, and mentions the names of Romanians and Greeks engaged in it. Nevertheless, it seems to have been largely carried on by Scots, who played a predominant part in the commercial life of Poland in the 17th century. So we gather from Robert Bargrave, apprentice to a member of the Levant Company, who passed through Moldavia and Poland in 1652, and left us with an interesting description of the technique employed by Scotsmen in Moldavia for manufacturing potash. Although about 1630, the Eastland Company had prophesied the ruin of its potash trade owing to new methods of soap boiling in England, which used no potash, there are references to its imports in the state papers, domestic of the 1660s. A report in 1691 of the Commissioners of Customs distinguishes three types of ash and their uses. Pot ashes, properly so-called, are made of wood twice burned and are chiefly used for the making of soap. Beryllia or Sephora are ashes made of a weed near Alicant and are also twice burned. They are used for the making of glass. Weed ashes of Turkey or Egypt are used for the same purposes as the Beryllia of Spain, also for whitening linen, but are made of, quote, of many sorts of weeds together and pass but one operation of fire. Both potashes and weed ashes are mentioned in the documents that we are about to discuss. The only mention of the purpose for which they were exported by the merchant in question is in the phrase ceneri de tinger pani, which suggests the use of weed ashes for bleaching. So let us resume and tell a summarized version of the story of Patrick Simpson. A Scottish merchant in the 17th century Moldavian potash or potassium carbonate or hydroxide trade. Patrick Simpson and his team were known in Moldavia and Poland. Polish merchants called him Petrus Simpson. Potash trade seemed to go well until 1658. 
He had connections to the Polish king. Moldavian prince Gheorghe Stefan provided him financial assistance, 20,000 thalers with 25% interest. But Moldavia would be one of the most politically unstable parts of Eastern Europe then, especially between 1653 and 1668, where we have four reigns from two alternating princes, Vasile Lupo and Gheorghe Stefan. In 1658, Stefan is removed. Simpson thus relocates to Zamosk, important center for Scottish merchants in Poland. In 1658, new prince for just one year, Gika Gheorghe III, releases a proclamation stating that Moldova is safe to trade again, Moldova or Moldavia. It is after his re relocation to Moldavia that Simpson would have to face one of the most arduous cases in 17th century potash trade history. Simpson gets into a dispute with two well-connected Greek partners in the potash trade, Frangola Pepano and Ververi Nomiko. Case went to a court with six arbiters in Lviv. In August 1660, a verdict is given. An equal split was to be made of a payment from Simpson derived from the sales in Danzig to Frangola worth 15,000 Polish florins. There would be a problem with Frangola bribing Moldavian prince Lupu so that his share and a big part of Simpson's went to Galatsi and via the Danube and Black Sea would make its way to Smyrna. Another individual would enter the scene in already a very complicated case, who was Heneage Finch, the Earl of Winchelsea and a British ambassador to Constantinople. James Smith, a servant of Simpson, presented the case of Winchelsea against Frangola. Immediate embargo is placed on the potash for English merchants. Simpson argues that he lost three saiks which was a unit of measure of a small boat worth of potash. As if the situation wasn't complicated enough, an English captain, Arnold White, his ship, the Prosperous, and Dutch merchants would get involved. Simpson obtains letters of recommendation from the Polish king, John Casimir, and Charles II, showing significant political reach. They reach Winchelsea, which in turn talks to the Grand Vizier of the Ottoman Empire. Meanwhile, in Moldavia, the princely merry-go-round went on and on after Stefanica Lupu died. Interim, Toma Cantacuzino allows, in his very brief rule for Simpson, to have access to his initial potash. Decision which would be rescinded by the new prince, Eustratie Dabija, who ruled between 1661 and 1665. Tells Simpson that the vizier decided to give the potash to the Greeks against the previous Lviv court ruling. Nothing changes in 1662, but in 1663, a trial finally begins. Frangola's defense was weak, accusing Simpson of attempt of bribery of the Moldavian prince. His brother, William Simpson, actually did make contact with him. Winchelsea decided to reconfirm the initial ruling of the court in Lviv, and Simpson would receive 175 butts of potash. In another turn of events, the Greeks bribed Ottoman Kadi in Smyrna, and the potash gets sent to Leghorn by Dutch ships instead. We now find ourselves in July 1663, where Signor Ballarino, a Venetian bailo, writes to the Doge about this case. It is worth keeping in mind the difficult relationship Ballarino had with Winchelsea. We learn that a definitive sentence was given at The Hague in Simpson's favor in 1668. 
After this, Simpson would return to the ever-turbulent trading climate of Moldavia. This is a fascinating story in a historical case of Scottish merchants with significant political influence trading at the frontier of Eastern Europe between the Ottoman Empire and parts of Eastern Europe as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wanderers History Podcast. If you enjoyed this rather fascinating story of 17th century trade, economics, and international European law, I would say, uh, please do give a like and a subscribe to the channel. It really does help the channel a lot. I've got many more other of these um, stories and notes taken, so I might just drop um, episodes such as these before I would like to proceed with the much larger mini-series, which I've planned for a long time. It's just been the fact that uh, work has been taking much of my time and I was unable to record any new material. So thanks again for listening and until the next time, all the best.